Good morning and welcome back to the Legal Queen podcast. I release these episodes every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 6am. In only two months, guys, we have grown to 10,000 monthly listeners. Wow, blows my mind. And I just wanted to say thank you so much. I get hundreds of messages every day saying how much this podcast is helping people. So if I could ask whatever application you may be listening to this on, Spotify, Apple, Amazon or anywhere else, if you could please give me a five star rating, it will really help push the podcast so that we can help even more people. My goal is to be reaching 50,000 monthly listeners by the end of the year and you guys can directly help me achieve that. Anyway, enjoy the following episode. Right, I've got a few hands up already, so I'm just going to go straight to the uh, questions. AKP, whenever you are ready, what's your question? Oh, hello, hi. Hello. Yeah, um, I've had a dispute resolution um, appointment yep. today, a call, um, and, it, and they went through the Section 7 report. Yeah. Um, what I was a bit confused about was, um, so basically at the moment I'm, I'm doing supervised visit at a contact centre. Yeah. Um, and one of the recommendations from Kafkas was um, if we can have supervised contact um, with either a family member or a friend. So the judges sort of said um, they've scheduled another hearing in about two, three months' time and it's another dispute resolution appointment. And she, she sort of said on this one that I need to do a positioning statement on how, how the contact's how the contact goes, you yeah. know, I think the supervised visit with a family friend or or um, or a family member, she said on a position statement, and yeah. she said what I, what I propose next. So I, I just wonder if you can give me a bit more clarity of what, how, how, how I should prepare for this position statement and why they've sort of um, asked for another dispute resolution um, hearing. Well, the, the, court ne- the court never wants to list it for a final hearing because obviously mm. they're hoping that the parties can resolve it themselves. Yeah. So the whole point of the dispute resolution is to, you know, provide some homework, i.e. supervised mm. contact, see how that goes, and then everybody report back. And the idea mm. being that if it goes well, we might be able mm. to go to unsupervised contact. So that's the reason that it's been listed for a dispute resolution hearing. Um, mm. the, the position statement is for you to reflect your position having had that supervised contact to see how it goes. Right. So just, just okay. to let the court know, this happened, mm. that didn't happen, um, this worked well, that didn't work well, and also what your position is when you go back. So you might be saying to the court, I actually feel that it went really well and we can now go to unsupervised contact or whatever it might be. Okay, great. Um, All right. Because she, she, she also put a final, she's already given me a date for a final hearing, so she said, come back for two months' time. For a, you know, for this hearing, and then after that, there'll be a final final. There hearing. you go. So, yeah. so the court, will, okay. the court are then saying to you, and if it, if we can't resolve it at the last one, then yeah, the court's going to make a decision. All right. Okay. Great. Okay. Thank you. Fab. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Um, it's always interesting, isn't it, that people make an application to the court, and then they're really keen for the judge to make a decision. If I share with you a couple of emails I've had today, one in particular person wrote to me it was a dad and he said right we've finished now there was a final hearing and the court ordered that I have three weekends out of four I can't do it what do I do and I said well you can't do it can you so but that's what the court's ordered so I never view a court like a final hearing as a win-win for the parties it will never tick everybody's boxes um, and, and that's the reality sometimes. So that's why the court are constantly listing them for dispute resolutions, because they really want the parties to work it out for themselves. It's the better result. Um, Kate, how can I help you? Hi. Um, so basically, um, I'm in the middle of a uh, court case with the father of my child. Um, he took me to court because I wouldn't allow him to take his daughter on his own. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got violent tendencies. There's a lot of domestic abuse that was involved around my child. Yeah. Um, we've got trial because he's denied all allegations of abuse. We, we go to trial in August. And my solicitors, to be honest, they're, they're slacking a bit. I was sent police disclosure uh, last month. I'm still waiting to hear back from my solicitors as to how that's going to go. Um, but if he's got, I've got evidence of alleged abuse. I've been to the police. I've got legal aid already behind me. Um, I just sort of wondered, 
I don't really know how it all works or how it's going to be when it goes to trial. I've tried asking questions. Nobody's really answering them. And I just don't know. I don't know what it's like. I don't know if he can be like, it was a family court, but now there's domestic abuse involved. Is that, does that make it two completely separate cases or is it all as one? I don't really know. Okay, so I, I think... I needed a little bit of advice because I don't know yeah. anyone else that's been through it. I'm only 22 and it's it's a bit of a stressful period. Yeah, I, I think the first thing you need to do is have an appointment with your solicitor, obviously, when you, you know, tomorrow I'd be ringing them up and insisting and saying, I don't know what's going on. I'm absolutely clueless as to what's happening. I don't know what the hearings are about. I don't know how important the evidence is. But typically, Kate, where we've got um, domestic violence within a children's application, the court's going to want to deal with that first. So what I mean by that is that the court's going to do potentially what we call a fact-find hearing, whereby... That's what I think it is now, because when we go to trial, I have to be in a witness box and take the stand, and I'll have a barrister. Yeah, so the the fact-find hearing is going to... um, it will, it will force the court to make a decision as to whether the allegations around domestic violence are true or false. And once the court right. have made a decision on that and they've you know made a finding of fact, i.e. fact as opposed to non-fact or fiction, then your child arrangements um, hearing will then continue. Um, but of course, that's just the generic answer, Kate. I mean, in terms of the police disclosure, that's really important because when police disclosure comes in, your solicitor then needs to be making an appointment with you to say, right, let's go through the evidence. Let's see what we can use, what we can't use. Let's see what helps your case, what's against your case. And, and I think, you know, that then prompts questions from the client so that you're fully aware of what's going on. So, but, but I also get, having been a legal aid lawyer myself for a long time, that you know sometimes the legal aid lawyers aren't afforded that luxury because they're so busy all you can do is go back to your solicitor and say look i really do need an appointment with you so we can go through some stuff Mm -hmm. all right okay yeah i'm gonna have to do that because so far her father hasn't got any evidence against me whatsoever but there's a lot stacking up against him and he's got previous convictions for abuse yeah and not against me so it's i'm hoping well i'm hoping that that court sort of helps my case yeah that's it okay thank you all right no problem thanks kate bye thanks all i would add to that though is just be careful because where parents have been um in a sort of domestic violent relationship if the courts see that once the parents have separated actually there's no more violence anymore and the child wouldn't be at harm if it was have contact it will still order contact So in Kate's situation there, there may be a history of domestic violence, but if none of that is against the child, then contact may still be ordered. So that's why it's really important to discuss the evidence and the importance of that evidence, okay? Um, Little lady in trouble, you are next up. What's your question? Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Um, I've got a question regarding the financial situation. Um, yeah. Basically, my ex is uh, not paying a lot of his credit cards, uh, which then I'm kind of getting in my dress. I'm trying to send it back each time I get something. Um, I believe that he might actually ask for bankruptcy. Um, I was just wondering how would court settle the financial side if he will be actually the bankrupt? Would that have any effect on how the judge will... Because there's a house... Um, and there is a land not in UK that needs to be separating, but obviously we can't get into agreement because he wants more than a half um, where I have a child full time and he doesn't have any uh, visits with the child ordered by the court. I just was wondering if there is any any specific way that the judge might order something in my favour because he's a bankrupt or how does it work? Well, the the financial hearing is going to determine how the assets are to be divided between the parties okay if he's a bankrupt Mm -hmm. that means there are no assets so the court won't be able to do anything with that they certainly won't make an order as to debt so if there are no assets within the marriage then there won't be much the court can do except order a clean break but it's something that you really do need to take legal advice on but if he's a bankrupt the house will be caught up in that if the house is in his name, it will be taken over by the trustee in bankruptcy. But that's what would I say. Would they actually you... then take part into the financial settlement instead of him? Um, I just wonder how would that work? No, so I think you need to take advice 
But the best answer I, mm-hmm. I, I've given you is that the, the family court, if you're asking them to make a financial order, will help you decide how the assets are to be divided. If there are no assets, there is nothing for the family court to do. So then what you need to do is take advice around the bankruptcy situation. Anything in his name will be gone because bankruptcy means he has more debts than assets to pay for them, which could include any property that he has. Okay. Okay. So once mm-hmm. you get once you get an understanding of the bankruptcy, it'll it'll likely make a little bit more sense. I understand. So right. I think we need to sort out first the financial, then he can eventually say that he's bankrupt, isn't it? He can't do anything now because our financial situation is not resolved, is it? Is that... I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. You you need to sort out the bankruptcy first. All right. Okay. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye. Um, Carolina, you are up next. What's your question? Yeah, so um, I just wanted to ask because, um, yeah, we have the hearing uh, for the child custody and the social worker was making the report 37. Yeah. And she made the report in October and there was meant to be hearing, final hearing, but there was lack of judges. So they scheduled for June this yeah. year. Yeah. And she changed the recommendations completely, like from leaving to one parent to the other parent. And my solicitor said to me that she can't change the recommendations. And yeah, because there was no concerns from either side. Um, and I just don't know. I don't know if uh, just wanted to find out if that's something she can do, like change the recommendations. Well, yeah, if she finds it appropriate. I mean, I think I'd be going to social services to to ask what's happened from the first report to the second report that's made you change your mind. That would be helpful to understand. I think the court may want to know that information as well. But there'll be a reason. But to answer your question, is she allowed to do that? Absolutely, yeah. If she doesn't, if she no longer feels that her first report is appropriate because something's happened, she can change it. Okay. Okay. You, I think what you need to know is why, not not can she well, change it? Bas- why is she changed? She's it? basically said that he's settled and he's um, okay. And she said that there was lack of boundaries, just lack of boundaries, really. Right. In one of the parents. Okay. So then, if you, you then need to, I take it the report's against you now. Is yeah. It? Yeah. So then, so now, what you need to do is is argue that in court. Argue that well, actually, had we had the hearing when it was meant to be listed, he wouldn't have been settled, um, and see if you can convince the court. But it will be difficult. It will be difficult. Um, but you do have the first report to assist you, so you can use that. Oh, All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye you bye. Bye. Uh, Zaina, you are next up. How can I help? Um, okay, <clears throat> so um, I have a seven-month-old baby and my child's father has never been involved. He's not in, on the birth certificate. He has yeah. nothing to do with her. <clears throat> if you even ask him a question, a basic question about her, he would not know the answer. The point is he hasn't been in her life at all. Um, I've made an application to child maintenance and um, he demanded a DNA test, which he had been avoiding and not wanting to do. So that and that resulted in the child maintenance case being delayed for seven months. So yeah. now he owes seven months of payment, and he does earn quite a lot of money. So he he is backdated by around ten thousand pounds, if not if not more. Yeah. Um. The DNA test results came back positive. He's found out he's the dad, and now he knows that he has to pay a lot of money. So what he's done is he's phoned me, and he's told me that um. If I don't cancel the child maintenance, he's going to take me to court to get overnights with my daughter. She's seven months, by the way, and she's breastfed. And on top of that, there's a lot of other reasons as to why I don't want her to stay overnight. Um, Can he blackmail me this way and can he do that? Is it worth me cancelling the child maintenance? He did offer to pay a deposit less than what the backdated payments are. I just don't know what to do. So I think you know the answer to the blackmail question. You can't blackmail anybody. Um, Child maintenance and child contact are two separate issues. So you need to pursue your child maintenance. Um, It has no relevance on on anybody having contact with a child. It's completely separate to the family court decision. If you challenge the child maintenance and pursue that and he decides to take you to court, that's fine. Don't be threatened by that. Um, because you know you will let the court know of your concerns with regard to contact and it will be a perfectly isolated decision no way related to the child maintenance okay it's because he told me he wants to do 50 50 he wants her three yeah he nights. won't get that Zaina. he won't get that because the baby's too young for a start still being breastfed and he hasn't had any overnight to date 
So the court will mm-hmm. not say, yes, let's go from zero to 50%. The court just won't do that. All right? All right, okay. Okay, no problem. No, yes, because he was scaring me and I was almost about to cancel the child maintenance. That's how badly I didn't want to go to court. I don't want to go through that. I'm very scared. He does make a lot more than me and I just didn't want to risk don't it. Be, yeah, don't be threatened by court. Don't be threatened by it at all. You've got nothing to be afraid of there. Um, and I mm-hmm. suspect that if he knows that, then he's found your Achilles heel. Okay, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks, Anna. Right, okay. Bye. Um, Andrew Paul, you are next up. How can I help? Hi, yeah. Um, I've come to sort of an agreement with my ex yeah. um, with regards to the splits of the foreign matrimonial home and assets. Um, her solicitor's put together the D81 and a consent form. Should I get those checked out by a solicitor before signing them? Um, yes, would be the best answer to that. Um, it, obviously, if it's a clean break, you need that explained to you and the severity of a financial order. The D81, not so much, because obviously you, you'll be able to know if the information there is true. But I think the consequence of the financial order, definitely, yeah. Okay. Is that something you could help me with? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you want okay. to drop me an email, and then what yeah. we'll do is we'll sort out an appointment. If you e- what, what I'll ask for in that instance is if to email me the consent order first, and then when I have the appointment with you, which will probably only take about half an hour, depends okay. on how long the order is, but if it's a relatively straightforward one, it won't take much more than that. Yeah, it's, it's a clean break and it's relatively straightforward. Oh, there we so. go then. Yeah, well, then I probably wouldn't even need to read it beforehand for more than maybe five minutes, so we could wrap that up in the best part of 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, okay, drop me an email and we can sort that out. Brilliant. Thanks, right. Tracy. No worries. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Um, Andrea, you are next up. Let me take you off mute. What's your question? Hi there. Um, Hello. So I've already attended my first hearing. We've got final hearing in September. Yeah. Something happened um, last week which resulted in me calling the police um, and that has led to them um, basically making a report of um, domestic abuse. Yeah. So my question is, Kafka has closed off our case after the um, original report was done, um, the standard report. Do I need to inform Kafkas of what's happened? I don't see that it has any impact on the outcome of court because everything that's happened has been away from our son. It doesn't affect our son in any way. It's just all the abuse is, is aimed at me, really. But so do it, I need but to it, let Kafkas know it's going to have an effect on court? I would. I'm not saying it'll have an effect on court because I don't know what the abuse is, but I would because it does go to display the character Okay, so okay. so I, I absolutely would. I think it's relevant. I think anything like that is relevant where abuse is in, in, involved. It's definitely relevant. So you would definitely let Kafkas know? I would, yeah, and I'd be including it in my statement, any sort of final statement that I had to put together. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. And then last question, very quick. I um, intend to have an appointment with yourself um, once I receive... Well, I don't know this is my question... Um, I'm due to receive his final statement on the 16th of June. Yeah. I'm very conscious that you're only just getting back from holiday then. Yeah. Would you advise me to get an appointment with you having re- received his statement before I write mine or write my statement having received his and then have the appointment with yourself? Um, I would probably... It'd probably be better if we have a read of his statement... And yes. then have the appointment before you write yours. Because if you okay. write yours, you'll want me to read yours and not everything in yours might be relevant. So it might be better to do the other way around. Um, so so let's... once I receive his statement, yeah. um, get that myself. Yeah. So um, what's your waiting list like at the moment if I was to make the appointment sooner rather than later? Because I'm just conscious you're going off on holiday. Yeah. So I, I'm not back in the office until the 12th of June and I've asked to keep my diary clear the 12th and the 13th so that I can catch up okay. with everything. So I think the earliest appointment is probably going to be 12th, 13th, 14th or 15th of June at the moment. Cool. So if I make contact with your office maybe tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, then I yeah. should be able to book in for the following week once I've received his statement. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. And of course, we can always push it back if the statement's delayed. It's always better to get in the diary because what Tammy will yes. do is she'll chase everyone sort of... So she'll chase today the appointments that are in for tomorrow. So if you don't have the statement from him, we can just push it back. That's fine. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Thank All you right. very, very much for your help. No problem. Bye. Take care. Bye for now. Bye.
Um, Lisa, you are next up. What's your question? Oh, hi. Hello. Um, so I'm I'm currently in court with my ex for financial to sorting out financial stuff. Yeah. Um, we've just we've um done our formies and we've um produced questions and um I've put my answers in for mine and he hasn't with his. Oh. Um, and he's really stalling on this. Um, we've got another hit. We've got FDR in in July. Um, but my solicitor's a bit like well. You might looking at the way things are going. It it might not go in your favour because he's he, he could well, come back means. with some sort of evidence that might just show that he's not like it's just very complex with the financial stuff that he's um, potentially um, I don't know just been able to get away with the bullshit that he's you know like he's yeah. made himself skin and walked away from a family job and all loads of other stuff. Um, so. I've like, oh, you know, found myself in a, you know, thinking like, well, maybe I'll go back to him and try and negotiate. Like we did this thing two years ago where we came up with a consent order. And so I said to him like, do you want to start off where we were before? And so between me and him, we've come up with this like agreement of me paying, buying him out and um, a clean break um, and very, very basic. Um, and I'm I'm walking away with very very little, and basically with being able to put a roof over my daughter's head, and so the, the my, my solicitor's written this consent order and he sent it to me yesterday, and he's now come back to me saying I'm not signing it, um, I'm not I'm not signing it because it says you get to keep all the things in the house. Now I've got very little in the house, but he wants to come in, he wants to walk around and pick out what. Oh, I've lost you, Lisa. The reception. Sorry, can you? Can, yeah, I can sorry, hear you now. Sorry, yeah. I'm here. Sorry, yeah. I got. I got. So, um, so yeah, so I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just at a loss to, what? What's your question? Uh, what to do? What, I, yeah, what? I know. Sorry, I'm getting to that. I guess my question is, um, alongside this, we're trying to sort out something privately, but the the cape the cape the date for court is looming, and he's still not produced anything. So, alongside that, I'm. A, if he doesn't sign this thing, is, is does he still have to produce? Sorry, I'm trying to like not ask my solicitor because my solicitor's bills going up and up and up, and I just need to have a ba you know basic understanding of the process. Like, does does he still have to produce his answers for 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 call? Because that date is looming. Yeah, he's call. he's been ordered to answer those. So yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever private arrangement you've got going on on the side, that's going to be in addition to. He's obviously right. produced his for me and disclosure because you've been able to a ask question. You've put together a yeah. questionnaire. Yeah. I wouldn't be too phased that he hasn't given you a questionnaire. That's just going to help your case, really. Um, well, he has, but I've produced that. It was oh, quite right, simple. Okay. It's actually a so, few questions. So when you go easy. to the FDR, you're going to be asking for a direction that he, he obviously has to produce the, the questionnaire, the answer to the questionnaire. Yeah, he's ordered okay. to do it. So still, still, still go in if 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 he doesn't sign, if this private thing doesn't go, and still go in and have yeah. that, but it's not going to be a proper FDR. No, it it won't be. Well, it depends on on how badly you need those questions answering. Well, it does. It yeah, um, yeah, quite significant, I think. Well, then you've got to push for it, and I'm not too sure yeah. why you're doing that thing on the on the side privately. But anyway, I'll leave that with you, Lisa. Just be careful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Okay. Thank Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Um, Carney, I think, um, sorry, let me just take you off mute. What's your question? Okay, hi. Sorry, um, I do have a solicitor and I have been in a five years divorce battle where it's not really gone. It took three years for me to even wait for the law to be introduced in order to get the decree nice And a lot of my money is now gone. For what the asset is worth in, in terms of the shared ownership property, um, the value, let's say, split 50-50 would be 60K, and he's got a defined benefit pension versus my very little part. And there's no other asset that we are trying to split, but the way he's running up, I'm paying almost £1,000 in just chasing emails and um, a back-and-forth conversation, and nothing has really been resolved. I'm now at a stationary point where we've now exchanged questionnaire and the length of the questionnaire is almost giving me a panic attack on how much the bill is going to rack up to. I'm actually wondering and, and reaching a point at a crossroad where I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to give up because 
it's taken me five years to constantly battle this and now the bill is worth more than what i'm going to receive if you like and and that's without the benefits of his defined benefit pension because i'm not sure if that's even guaranteed so i know my your... property is guaranteed because Co my name is on the deed and it's 50 50. so so what's your but question of me carney what's your all i'm hearing is that you're concerned about raising legal costs what what is it you want to ask me is is if i was to basically just give up with this process i mean is there any way of retrieving my money from the property or does it have to genuinely go to court because we've done the um, form e we've now exchanged the questionnaire but then does that have to go to court or can i agree or, or can he can i approach him to have a discussion of course you, you can approach him at any stage and you can settle at any stage of the court process if he will but agree with you starts. Well then, but that's, that's what. So, so that's why you're in court because he won't agree. So I think your your question of me is: Can we stop the court process? It's getting too expensive. Yes, you can, but he won't agree with me. So how do I get a resolve? Well, the only person yeah. that can help you is the judge. But I don't think they're your only options. Lots of people can't afford legal representation, which is one of the reasons I do what I do. Um, so you 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 could stop your legal representation and just carry on yourself. And it sounds to me like you may have to do that because if you, you can't afford to keep going with legal representation, he won't agree to a, a consent order. So you need the judge's help, really. So it's a case of really pursuing without... Um, well, if he's not, yeah, yeah, not going to agree, if he's not going to agree, then you have to have a court order because no one else can give you permission to get the money out of the house, only an order. Okay. And, and it's just out of curiosity, the pension, is, is that something that is you have to fight for? Say, in, in, and just in perspective, just to put it there, it's 220k in his pot versus 8k in my pot. Yeah. Is that something a judge would then go, no, actually, you need to fight for that? Or is that something they would so the law really the law around pensions the law around pensions carney is very straightforward just because he has a big pension pot the first thing we have to look at is what contributions of that 220 was made during the marriage because that's all we're allowed to distribute between you both okay so it's not the court will never say you've got to fight for it they're going to be looking at contributions made during the marriage and separating those contributions out I mean, his, his uh, contribution is through his employment. It's not a joint or it's not, well, you can't make joint contribution. Is, so no, it's no. just during the No, no, sorry, marriage, I think, I think you've misunderstood. Yeah, so it's all the contributions he's made during the marriage. Let's say that those contributions are 220 and your contributions are 10 during the marriage. Then the court's going to want to look at doing a pension share to get some equality there. But I, I don't know from what you've told me if the whole 220 is contributions he's made during the marriage. So that's the first question that the court's going to want an answer to. I know it's defined benefit. So it's effectively he's probably made 20, 30,000. During the marriage? The final pension salary, yeah. Okay, so we're just... All I will say, Carney, is we're just looking at contributions made during the marriage. Okay, that's how the okay. pension share works. Okay. All right? Okay. Great. Okay. Thanks. Perfect. Okay, Bye. Thank you. Um, Nana Nine, you are next up. What's your question? Hello, Tracy. Hello. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, so I've got a quick question. Yeah. Um, so we've got the consent order um, and then the D81. Yeah. Uh, we've not signed it yet. Yeah. Um, however, I'm just about to sign it, but I've realised this month he's not paid any of the household bills or the mortgage that was stated in the consent order that yeah. is due to be lodged. Yeah. Um, so I'm a bit worried now. Um, so if we do lodge it and then all the terms and conditions stated that he has to do, you know, pay the bills and mortgage up until the sale of the house. Yeah. What if he doesn't, my question is, what if he doesn't pay or miss payments between now and the agreed date which so, is on the consent order well it, he's not in breach of anything until the order's been made by the court so at the moment you haven't got an order from the court you've got no, you've but, got an agreement that's going to be turned into an order so at the moment yeah, so, he hasn't breached anything 
Yeah, so when it is not order by yeah. the church, if he what breaches can I it, do? what's what's well, my so he he would breach it by not paying, and then you would enforce the order, which means taking the matter back to court and letting the court know that it's been breached, and you need to enforce it. Yeah, but it's very tricky because everything's on his name, and like the bills and the mortgage and everything. So I don't get any letters here. So I don't know if if he paid it or not. So I, my, you see, my concern is when it does come to that date, we sell the house. Um, I wouldn't know. I mean, would I lose my equi- my share of the equity because I, I think I think Nana, I think we'll be when about the bank. Yeah. So so if the house is being sold, you're going to be yeah. asking him to provide up to date statements that all the utility bills have been paid, and if they're not paid, then it will come out of his share of the equity. Yeah. I think that's why he's trying to be clever because he's only asked for, say, five percent of the equity. Okay. So I, so I don't know if if that's his plan. You see. So okay. So so where do I stand? So I, I take him back to court if I do find out. Yeah. That, um, you, you take it back he, and you would enforce the order. Absolutely. Yeah. And you might also, even though the bills are in his name, you could be added mm. to them perhaps, or, or uh, are named on the account so that they'll give you the information each month, potentially. Yeah. Okay, then. Thank All you, right. Tracy. Thanks, Thank Nana. Help. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye. Uh, boy, Mum, you have a question for me. Go ahead. Oh, I'll take you off mute. Go ahead now. Hiya. Um, I'm just wondering, how likely are judges to order um, to agree on um, 50-50? of children it depends on the routine or the um uh the um pattern that's been established when the matter gets to court so let's say that one of the parents is having zero contact and mm-hmm. that parent makes an application for 50 50 it's highly unlikely that the court will go from zero to 50 percent but if one of the okay. parents is maybe having 40% the other parents having 60 and the 40% parent says, I just want a little bit more contact to even it up, that's more likely to succeed. But there's not a sort of one size fits all in family. It really does come down to what's in the best interest of the children and what's happened to date. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so just like a, a quick brief to, to the situation that we've got. So... um. He sort of he changed locks and made me and my three children homeless. Yeah. The youngest one's his. So we are now living in rented accommodation and we go to court for the financial side of it in August. But yeah. we go to court for the youngest child, Josiah, at the end of this week. Um he, at the moment he has him Friday to Monday every other weekend. Yeah. Um, but he wants fifty fifty where it's like he'll have him Monday, I'll have him Tuesday, Wednesday, then he'll have him Thursday, Friday, then I'll have him Saturday, Sunday, then I'll swap the week after. Yeah. And then he wants to make it so that I've got to ask for things like if I want to change times of the clubs that he goes to, if I want to sign him up to any like football classes or anything like that, I've just wondered. Because obviously he's got the other two, I've got the other two boys that, because yeah. we all live together. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> is, your, is your question, can he force you to, to do um, things when the children are in your care? Is that your question? Yeah, so it was, no. obviously the 50-50 was one side of the question. Then yeah. the other one was if I wanted to sign him up to clubs and things like that, yeah. I, I don't have to ask him to agree. I've, I can take no. him to clubs if I want to take him absolutely, to clubs. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what you do with the children in your time is you're exercising your parental responsibility and that's absolutely fine. Okay, right, yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, Dillis, you are next up. I'm getting lots of comments about my queenie picture behind me. TikTok can't see it this evening. There it is. But uh, Insta can. Um, I know, it's lovely, isn't it? I really love that picture. Um, Right, who have I got up next? Dillis is next in the queue. How can I help, Dennis? Hi, so I filed a non-molestation order without notice. Yeah. Um, and I've been invited to go back to a hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to know what happened to that hearing. Do I need to take my evidence with me? Because I did give evidence um, when I submitted the order in the first place. But I had voice recordings, etc. I didn't know what happened at that hearing. Depends what the hearing's listed for, Dillis. So what's the hearing called? domestic called? abuse. No, no, what's the hearing called? Is it an interim hearing? Is oh. it a final hearing? 
Um, I believe it's it because the order was served without notice. Right. So, so it's he a, has to have the opportunity to contest it. Yeah. So um, you 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 may want to expect that he may bring counsel, um, and they may try to get it thrown out there and then. Um, if you're raising further allegations that need evidence to be provided, I don't know what the allegations are. The court may set it down for a final hearing. It will all depend really on the allegations that have been made as to what's going to happen at that next hearing, how much time has been set down for it, um, and as I say, if he wishes to defend it. Okay, thank you. Um, right. And then the only other thing, I'm having serious issues, but behavioural issues with my son, yeah. um, and he sees a school counsellor. Um, so my ex-partner, I found out, was taking drugs, and his behaviour around the children, he, he hasn't seen them since February because I kept going and he was failing drugs tests, um, and he was really verbally abusive to me in front of the children, short-tempered with them. Yeah. Um, he, I allow him a phone call on a Wednesday, um, which he always forgets about. Um, and when he does, he's very manipulative to them, saying that everyone's telling lies about him, etc. The school have advised me to involve Kafkas and go to court um, to get a um, like an order in place around visiting the children but my question is do I want to open that kind of worms like or, or do I need to protect myself by going to court or whilst he's not bothering to apply to the courts for access should I just leave it because I think his contact at the moment is having a massive detrimental effect on the children I think whether or not you need a child arrangements order in place would be um, to either set a routine in place or to safeguard the children so I think, so I'd be looking at safeguarding them. Well, yeah, I think every parent's looking at safeguarding the children. But what I mean is, do are you if you are unable to safeguard without the help of a court order, then you would apply for a child arrangements order. Oh, okay. Do you see what I mean? Okay, because that it, makes might, sense. it might yeah, it so might I be that if dad's at the moment. Yeah, okay. Yeah, if if that's the situation. Yeah. Thank All right. you so much. You're welcome. Bye. Uh Morn, I can't even say that name, but you are up next. What's your question? Yeah, hi. Thanks, thanks for letting me. That's talk. all right. Um, so basically, we've attended FDR, and they the judge suggested uh, um, to share the finance in a certain ways, and and I took his uh, recommendation and put that offer forward to the other side. Uh, however, she hasn't accepted it, so the is going to go to the next hearing and as a result uh, the legal fees for me is going to increase and increase is there anything i can do because um, i'm following what judge said uh, and taking his advice into account but the other side uh, she doesn't want to agree or uh, you know come to some sort of agreement with me um it, it, sorry, what what what's your question in, in terms of the legal fees or in terms of? Uh, so in terms of you know she's not coming to sort of an agreement with me and yeah. she's not listening to judge advice. What's going to oh, happen to her? I or see. what's going to happen to to this to this case? Well, nothing will happen to her essentially. Yeah. Um, the court's not yeah. going to to do anything to her. But the court is going to want to have the order that they've made adhered to. So, I mean, it, just going back to your legal fees, I, I say this to, to a lot of people. If legal fees are mounting, always know that you can do this yourself. OK, you don't have to have legal representation if it's placing you under serious financial pressure. Um, if yeah. orders are being made and she is not, if she's breaching those orders then you need to be raising her behaviour with the court because potentially that could be seen as parental alienation. You know, she isn't sticking to... I mean, I don't know, you know, in what content she's breaching the order, but you must always raise it with the, with the court and let them know. Um, my second question is, um, you, you know, you mentioned you can always present uh, uh, yourself at court. Obviously, English is my second language and she's coming from a very wealthy family. She's got... Uh, three different solicitors, and she got a very, very good barrister. Um, in the last hearing, I hired a solicitor, a hired barrister who attended the court, but he wasn't prepared at all. And uh, during the during the hearing, he was checking his emails and writing emails to the you know um, 
and he wasn't listening to to, to the discussion. Um, and then a shed after the court, he didn't put any notes forward to my solicitor. Um, and my uh, my question is, can I com make a complaint about this barrister? Because he was very expensive. He charged like £3,000 for one day, but he didn't do anything whatsoever. Yeah. Um, can can I make a complaint? Can I take him to some sort of I don't know, a solicitor society or something that... Yeah, speak, speak to your solicitor. He will be part of the Bar Association and maybe ask his chambers for their complaints policy. That's where you want to start there. Okay. All right. Thank All you right. so much. Appreciate You're welcome. Your okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, Natasha Jane, you are next up. What's your question? Hiya. Um, Hello. I've just got a question based on um, agreements and disagreements with, obviously, my baby dad. Yep. Um, so he obviously has something against my family. Um, and there was an incident um, over a year ago where my stepdad was suffering with his mental health and he came into the house and was a bit verbally aggressive and sort of squared up to said baby dad when we were together at the time. And uh, I hadn't spoken to my stepdad and my mum for over a year. And now they want to come back into my life but he's got a big problem. So we're not together now at all. Um, and we've had a massive argument because he doesn't want my stepdad hey, seeing hey. my daughter. Hey. Yeah, sorry, go on, carry on. Yeah, he doesn't want my, my, my stepdad seeing my daughter. What are, what, what legally can he do to put barriers in my way? So he, he could apply for a prohibited steps order, but I don't know if he'd succeed in that. Right. So that, uh, he, he's got concerns with his behaviour, but I've obviously grown up around him. He, I've seen him around my children and he's absolutely fine. It's just when he's having a really down day, you know, it's it's best if he does stay away. Sorry, he is who? Who is who is he? My, my stepdad. Okay. Has um, the anger yeah. problems and okay. so does my... Yes, my, my daughter's dad. Yeah, so so he could he could ask dad. Sorry, could ask for privilege steps order that he feels that the child shouldn't be left alone or in the sole care of your stepdad. But you know, okay, but he would. She wouldn't be in his sole care though. Well, that's fine then. That's what you say to the court if he made the application. It's all hypothetical, isn't it? But so your first question yeah. to me was, what could he do about it? He could make an application to the court. But, you know, yeah. that, that's, that's a bit of a stretch. He's going to have to prove that your dad is a genuine welfare concern to your daughter. And, of course, yeah. if you say to the court, well, she's never left alone with him anyway, well, then there's no welfare concern. So he wouldn't succeed no, exactly. on that application. But he's, he's putting rules in place now. So, obviously, he's now said that if he does come around her, yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't want her going to his house but he's he, not to be in the car while he's driving. But he can't make the rules, can he? So that's just hot air. This really. is it. Yeah. But then he's yeah. saying if he catches him, if he catches whiff yeah. that my daughter's been around him yeah. or at his house or yeah. he's been driving while she's been in the car, yeah. he says he's not going to be happy about it and he's going to kick off and okay. make my life and his life hell. Oh, that, that's fine. That's just threats, isn't it? If he kicks off, you'd call the police. If he makes your life hell, you get a harassment notice. It's just all intimidation. Well, he lives in Wales and I've, I live in Reading, so... <laughs> right. There we go. I think you've answered your own question, Natasha. Okay. Yeah. So he, there's nothing he can do, realistically. I don't know he enough about your case to say there's nothing he can do. Based on what you've told me, I, I don't think that his threats would come to much, is what I'm saying. So he can't dictate to me what I do with my no, time with the children? No, obviously not. No, he can't do that. In the same no. way that you can't set rules and dictate no. to him. Yeah, exactly. Because whatever he does with her is what he does in his time. And I've I've said this with my other my son's dad. What you do with him in your time is what you do. Mm -hmm. As long as he's safe and he's fine, that I don't care. Yeah, that's it. All right. Hope that helped. Okay. Thanks, Natasha. That has helped. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Um, Lex Seven, you are next up. Let me take you off mute. What's your question? Hi. Uh, Hello. Sorry to bother you. That's I just right. wanted to um, come on here. My story's a bit different than everybody else's. Yeah. But I'm coming on here on behalf of my husband as okay. he's incarcerated. Yeah. He has a son and basically I got married to him about five years ago and he hasn't been able to basically see his son because his ex-partner um, doesn't like the fact that he's married. 
So I just wanted to know, for example, do prisoners maybe have rights to um, make like a court order in regarding to being able to see their child, especially if they don't have anything on their records within children as he, his child's turn and he was there the whole time? I mean, he, he can't make a court order, but he can make a court application. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He can, he can file the C-100 um, and he can put in there, you know, that obviously he wants to have some sort of contact. At the moment, it would be just indirect contact, obviously. Um, but he could certainly make an application for sure. Okay, so it wouldn't be like, the judge wouldn't be like, okay, no, because you're in there. Like, so fathers still have rights, even if they're incarcerated. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, obviously the court's going to be interested into the reason why he's in prison, but, uh, you know, that doesn't take away, because it's it's not the rights of the father, it's the rights of the child. So it, it's the child's yeah, right so... to have a relationship with both parents, and as long as it's safe for the child to do so then the court aren't against making a child arrangements order. So I, I would say that... Yeah, as we, we also have a child together and there's been obviously no problems. He, it's got nothing to do with children. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he's always been a father that's present. He's got, like, evidence, like, his child used to come on visits, yeah. but now it's just been stopped because we're married, obviously. All right, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, Lex. Tell, tell him to make his application to the court, by all means. C- C-100 okay, is what he needs. C-100. Yeah. Yeah, thank right. you so much. Thank you, bye. Stacey, you are next on my list. Oh, yeah, um, so I've not had contact with my son's father for a number of years. Yeah. Um, he's not had contact with my son, um, physical or verbal contact, for over eight years. Yeah. Um, he does pay CSA monthly, which was enforced by CSA. Um and he's i've asked i've messaged him on facebook and asked if he would allow my son to change his last name because my son wants to change his last name yeah he's 13 is my son um he's autistic and the reason he's asked to change his name i've not pushed it he's asked himself yeah is because my other two children have um their their dad's last name yeah so he wants he wants the same name as his siblings and his dad has refused and said that he's going to take me to court to see him and to put a stop to me changing his name through depot okay um i'm wondering well i've got a couple of questions to be honest i'm wondering if it does go to court will my son be forced to see his dad um, so, no, the court won't force a child to have contact. And at 13, he will vote with his feet now because he's at that age. So, no, is yeah. the answer to that question. He won't be forced. Because um, on the messages between me and his biological father, his father has said he's going to take me to court and put an order in to see Leighton. But Leighton has, has said, no, I don't want to see him. I don't know him. I've not seen him in... Like he cannot remember him because he was he was little when he last saw him, and with him having autism as well, yeah. he's got the mental age of like a, a seven year old, even so, though he's only. Stacey, if I can 13. just if I can just jump in there, I think you're assuming that if he makes an application, he'll succeed. So don't don't yeah, don't, don't, what, yeah. yeah don't assume that. You know the court the court is going to listen to the child at thirteen and also watch the status yeah. quo. So if the pattern has been that he hasn't seen him for years on end, then he's highly unlikely to succeed in his application. All right. Right. Even though right. he pays CSA monthly, it has nothing to do with it. He he has to pay maintenance anyway. Maintenance and contact are are separate issues, completely separate. Yeah. All right. Um. So. With my son being autistic, will they actually listen to him or will they go off of... They'll listen like... to him. They'll listen to him. Don't worry about that. And they'll get Kafkas involved as well if, if your ex makes an application. Right, OK. Um, obviously, I'd... there were domestic violence between me and his dad. Um, the reason that it like broke down and that he stopped seeing him is because I... Um, suspected that he was on drugs and he was actually an alcoholic when I was with him um so obviously that relationship broke down then the relationship between him and his son broke down um he's not made any contact whatsoever 
for eight plus eight years and now he's saying that um it was me that stopped contact and this that and other um and he's saying that he's getting a solicitor and stuff like that i i'm not able to pay for a solicitor stace i'm gonna so jump in, going more I'm, in his I'm, favor i'm gonna jump in again and, and 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 i know that you're obviously feeling intimidated by this guy but all i can do is yeah. keep repeating what i'm saying the court's gonna go with the status quo so if he makes an application for contact and he hasn't seen the child for years and the child doesn't want to see him, there's every chance he won't succeed. Right, okay. All right? Um, Try not to be so intimidated by him. What about him. the name change? Because I yeah, he, he can, want to change his name. Yeah, he can stop you from changing the name. But at 16, your, your son will be able to do it himself anyway without his dad's permission. All right, okay. So yeah. would that be through Deepol as well? Yeah. He won't, you won't need dad's permission then. Right, so if he does take right. him to court to see him and stuff like that, then that might not go in his favour. And even if uh, the court says no about changing his name, I yeah. can apply again at 16. No, no, your son will apply at 16 because he can do it himself. Right, OK. OK? okay. Lovely. Thanks, Stacey. Thank you so bye. much. That's all right. Bye-bye. Um, we got through so many questions this evening, guys. I know I was flying through them. I'm just really keen to answer as many as I possibly can. And I appreciate that I think at one stage we got up to 800 people on the TikTok and at Insta we were over 200. So the questions are flying in thick and fast. And I'm trying to get through a lot of them because I appreciate that I can't get to all of you. But as I said last night, a lot of people can identify with the questions that being are being asked and can apply it to their situation. A couple of people on Instagram, because obviously I haven't been going live on Instagram for very long, um, are sort of asking about the live and when I do the live. Typically, I'll do it Mondays and Tuesdays from six to seven. However, it's been a little bit chaotic in May because we've had all the bank holiday Mondays. So I've kind of been doing Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, I'm back again tomorrow, six or seven. Apologies to those of you. My God, there are so many of you with your hands still up in the lounge. But I am back tomorrow um, at 6 p.m. So by all means, come back and join me then. And hopefully I'll be able to help a few more of you out. OK, so until then, guys, bye bye. And thank you for joining me.